There ain't a podcast that's flyer. You are now tuned in to Direct Misfire. Benson, you and Selick, tell everyone to tune in. Let's roll the dice, let me show you what we do win. A fantasy war game, play it smart and you win. What you know about the crystal pen and the retribution? Hero, hero, giants and knights galore. It's an adventure, this is Kings of War. Let's go. G'day champs and welcome once again to another Direct Misfire Missive. I'm your host Benson and joining me today as always is Selick. Hey hey. As well as Andrew. Hello. As we discuss the latest Twilight Kin news, uh, we'll give a quick, a quick, quick tournament recap and some thoughts on the upcoming Clash of Kings UK tournament. So pull up a seat, grab a drink and let's get into it. Alright, we're back once more with a few more bits to discuss. First off... Twilight Kin. So, Kyle of Mantic fame has been releasing a couple of uh, videos on their YouTube channel. I think it's almost weekly now. Um, releasing some tidbits. Lots of very nice concept art. Um, I think that a lot of it is from the Dungeon Saga Origins uh, board game that was put on Kickstarter and should be getting sent out soon because there is a Twilight Kin expansion in there. But that's all looking good. Thoughts? Yeah, well, pretty excited. It's some of the nicest art so far. Yeah. They keep improving with each uh, book as well, which is nice. And can I just say, I think they're getting darker with the art direction, which is like pleases my soul. Mm. The Twilight Kin model from the Dungeon Saga was far and away my favorite. Favorite. It got me really excited for for what was coming up. Heavily armored, very large in terms of um, a human-sized model, um, and I think f- going by one of the videos, it could be on forty mil bases, unless it's a very small figure on a twenty mil base. <laughs> yeah, I think they've said that they're going to be yeah forty mil base monstrous infantry type models with the normal infantry still to still to be teased. Mm. And I did find some of that lore interesting as well. In that, like this. Um, uh, void is sort of corrupting the males, which is why they're sort of mutated and grotesque, but the females are more resistant, so they sort of contain their elvish visage. Mm. Just a little more emo flavour to it. Yeah. But I think, and you could both will both agree, that the latest news of the Twilight can being the Void Dingies, <laughs> I think they're called. Which is like a single chariot unit that is a little boat that has the ability to shoot from its flank arcs. Now, I don't think we've got details on how that actually works, but just as an idea, that's pretty nifty. Yeah, I think it's like drawing its line of sights from the flanks as well as all of its measurements, etc. But I think it's only for shooting. The, you, yeah, you just still charge shooting. through the front arc front. and all that sort of yeah. thing, which... Well, it wouldn't make sense to charge from the side. <laughs> I know. Um... <laughs> Seems like a downside, doesn't it? Well, it's hard to comment without seeing the rules. Yeah. Like, if it's nice and swift, because it's on a single chariot base, you should be able to maneuver it, I would think, into optimal positions. But if it's slow, then you bug it. <laughs> like, is it too many rules? Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to get confused with that because it's so unique and yeah. it's hard to look at it and go, oh, what's it do when it's a flipping flying boat? Fair enough. Yeah. We should probably point out that. This is an optional upgrade that you can take for the uh, Void Skiffs. Uh, so if it's not your cup of tea, then just take it. Don't take it. 
Uh, but I think for me, it's probably not adding too many new rules. It's some pretty good flavor. Mm. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really want to try out the Twilight Kin and this sort of rule really changes how you think about a unit in a way that you probably haven't been thinking about any other Kings of War unit yet. I mean, at least it's making us think and getting us talking about it. Maybe we'll um, try and reach out to them and see if we can get a bit more concrete details mm. for you all. Yeah, that would be good. That would be tasty. We'll get the rat kin after that information for sure. <laughs> also, what are your thoughts on the two-headed flying no-eyed beastie thing, which I don't know the name of? Ooh. Oh, I love it. I think there's saw the an model. Armada version. Maybe I can find the um, name from that. A few moments later. Gordrake. Okay, I'm guessing that's what it is. Yeah. So going by the Armada Twilightkin Flyers pack, which contains gargoyles and a very similar looking two-headed, no-eyed flying beastie, mm-hmm. they're called Gordrakes. A Gordrake. Hmm. I'm all about it. And they I didn't know its name until now, but I'm all about it's it. A great and also, name as well. If they're following the same sort of naming here, Blade Dancers will make a return because in Armada Blade Dancers ride these fearsome gore drakes. Ooh. But we'll see what happens. We'll see. We're connecting a few dots here, but that's hmm. Anyway, let's move on. Just recently, both Andrew and I attended a small tournament in Ringwood at Games Portal. Uh, what was it, 2300? It was. Just three games. Uh, very, well, I thought it was pretty laid back and chill. It always seems to be laid back and chill over there. It's Super great yeah. And we yeah. both did pretty well. Well, I think somebody did a little bit more than well, didn't they, Andrew? <laughs> well, yeah, and it wasn't me. <laughs> you came fourth, that's fine. I did, I did better than I uh, expected and hoped for, but uh, we're, we've got a champion in oh, our midst, oh, Mr. Benson. I've always been a champion, and now I'm just proving it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and I also took a... It's, it was a weirdo goblin list, so all you Clash of Kings players, it's probably a bit late because lists have already been submitted, but t- pay attention to this tournament-winning list. Taking goblins, as always, because they're the best. Sharpstick Horde. Grogger's Lug Lad, that's like a Berserker Horde. A Troll Horde with the Debt Packs as well as the Crystal Pendant of Retribution. For the double boom. Double boom. <laughs> a regiment of the uh, Margwins, two war trombones, more pop launcher, two goblin blasters or boom wagons, as I like to call them, a melee winget, goblin slasher with a war trumpet, king, well, groany, uh, wizard, he's got conjurer's staff, lightning bolt, bane chant, weakness, which I never cast, and Magua and juice, as well as the formation, and they. They're all loaded up with more pups. Blade of Slashing on the King. Helm of the Drunken Ram on one of them, which is mint. Never leave home without it anymore. And one with fire oil, which again didn't do much. Mm. But that <laughs> was enough to secure the win. I have to ask though, how many double explosions did you do on people? One. <laughs> so <laughs> in the first game, I threw sort of trolls down the middle they were stuck in combat for three or four turns and they were just wavered every turn. They would regen enough, they would take a bit more damage, they would waver, rinse and repeat, and then they survive the battle. So that happened in the first and third games. I think I was up against Adam first versus Salamanders, yep. which I thought he would be more aggressive, but I think I played enough 
to sort Speak of hold to him it. back. Yeah. Mm. Can just for then, the just for the listeners though, can you just tell us that one unit? Like, what does it do? Okay, so they're trolls. You know what trolls do: eighteen attacks, mm-hmm. hit on fours, crush two. But the debt packs is a free upgrade. When it dies, everyone within six, friend and foe, takes D six plus one piercing one hits. So okay. there's some good carnage there. But then if they die in combat, the crystal pendant then explodes, doing two D six piercing three. Oof. Against the units <laughs> that fought it. So it really is a double boom. It's a double boom. It's potential. It's 240 points of boom. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize debt packs were free. Yeah. That's, you uh, can only take one of them. It's almost... Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't okay. load up all your trolls with them. I had uh, all these exciting ideas about just a million troll hordes <laughs> with debt packs and <laughs> chain reactions of explosions. That was the plan, Like especially with the, the two goblin blasters. Um thinking I could blow a lot of things up. Uh, but what was really interesting is game two against Andrew Goodman, mm-hmm. which I was up like it was a positive tie. But he was playing Abyssal Dwarfs and was sort of... He didn't know what to do against it. After deployment, I was up a couple of minutes on the chess clock on him because he wasn't sure what where he was going to put his units and had him all sorts, mm. which is interesting. <laughs> can be a pretty intimidating army, the goblins. I mean, if you're taking the yeah. hordes, I mean, otherwise they're pretty yeah, glass yeah, cannony. But the uh, the double boom trolls <laughs> managed to oh, that was sacrifice the, themselves. That was the yeah, guy. That was the guy uh, against his greater elemental. Okay. Well, that would whack it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so it did more damage to, to my <laughs> poor goblins because of the... Um, the big explosion from the debt packs, but I, it was enough to make to make me feel satisfied. Yeah, in taking it. Nice, but uh, still a, a big win there, Benson. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty impressed by that. How'd you go, Andrew? Yeah, well, good. I put the undead away for a bit and borrowed Hugh's rats. Took a totally new army that I'd never played before. Obviously, I've played quite a bit against it, and so that I wasn't completely out of my depth i took a list that was very similar to what hugh would always play and so it had a couple of shock troop hordes a couple of those death engine impalers which are Mm. oh they've got to be one of my favorite units in the ratkin list they're They're so good um scud the very expensive but super great demon uh i took i think they're called nightmares Mm -hmm. the the type yeah shooty type ones which actually uh i thought they'd be terrible and but they performed all right. They moved into some terrain and then shot some appropriate things um, a few times, which was was good. I was yeah really happy with them. And then um, a few other bits and pieces around. And then as a homage to our good friend Hugh, took a master scurrier with the gnome glass shield. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't so, take three um, though. I didn't take three. No, it was a I'm token a gesture. Person. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, you know. um, we're still we're still trying to play competitive here. Did it do all right? <laughs> like, did he get to do any weirdo annoyance moves? You know, he was it was pretty good. He uh, the gnome glass shield really improves his survivability, mm-hmm. and so he was able to sort of be threatening to hold up charges and then hold up charges and that sort of stuff. I had the perfect opportunity in my first game to get him stuck into Esanishra mm-hmm. and he's got jeweler. So obviously it's, you know, stopping some, some spells and, and doing some damage and, you know, because I'm the, 
great player that I am, just completely forgot to move him. Didn't didn't charge. He just stood around for that turn <laughs> when he he should have really been having his moment in the sun. Um, which yeah, not not great. So he di- he did all right, and with the possibility of a you know even a competent general <laughs> could have done really well, <laughs> but uh, unfortunately he was burdened with with my generalship. Oh. But um yeah, says the, d- says the guy that, that won the tournament last time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I was cheating with undead last time when I won it. I still I still did did pretty well. I ended up come, coming fourth um, with a two wins and a loss. A nice close game um, from for game three against Rex, and he was his orcs that I uh, we both played played pretty well, and as it often does come down to it um i made a couple of silly mistakes and um yeah rex rex didn't mm. so mm. ended up winning and that and because i was having a look at that round at the end of that round and um pretty sure that andrew if he wins this he's got got the top spot yeah you're in mm. good position and then all of a sudden i was doing something away from my pc and i came back to check the uh rankings and i'm like oh no what's going on there must be some sort of scoring mix-up here. Bensom's come from fourth or fifth to first. Um, I was like, kept refreshing because I was like, what's going on? This isn't right. So the goblins you. don't do this. <laughs> Just on rare occasion. Yeah, well, it might have been a, a direct misfire team effort here because I gave Rex a, a pretty good game and so he wasn't able to get a large victory in that last game and, and Benson was was able to... Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, do, ...do pretty <laughs> <Tag> well. <team. laughs> You saw that you couldn't win. I don't want to. I don't want to. You just made sure that you won enough. Yeah, I don't want to steal any of your glory. But um, it was it was a team effort, and um, I'm still waiting and for the welcome. large sum of money. Well, well, there we go. So, I I guess if we do put a masters for over an Australian masters lens on that, uh, Benson, having that win actually pops you up a little bit. A little bit, but I still uh, need a third. Keeps tournament. you moving up. Hmm. But I don't think I'll be able to get to another one before. Uh, the deadline closes. I think there'll be okay. might be which is one next more. month. Yeah, yeah, we're getting yeah. pretty close to it. Yeah, we'll we'll dedicate a probably a whole episode, particularly when Masters starts to get a bit more real, and maybe invites go out, and we can see who's actually coming in, and we'll, mm. we'll chat through absolutely everyone, and we'll try and pick a winner as well. That might also be a contributor to my success because I'm not really. I'm never in the running. F- I don't think I was in r- the running for Masters this year, so I didn't really care about the results. And because I was in that mm-hmm. relaxed attitude, you just yep. think a bit more clearer and yep. perform better. Yeah, you're way better when you're chilling out. <laughs> yeah. When you're stressed. My own worst <laughs> enemy. Easy pushover, yeah. but... Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Just need to, like, <laughs> tranquilize him before an event. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Did you do anything different this tournament? Because you've played, like, similar lists um mm. and not not done badly but not done great whereas it, did it just click this this time or did you do anything specifically different or you just i think I being know. a bit more relaxed certainly helps because often i'm coming into a game and it's deer in headlights i don't know what i'm doing why am i even here what army is this that i'm playing with um, and it's not until like turn three or four where I go, oh, hang on, I'm actually playing a game. Right, this is the Goblins, yeah, and it's a bit too late. Mm-hmm. I think it was more the opponents letting me win. Like it felt like because like AG, who's usually a pretty 
good contender and because he felt like it was on the back foot that sort of gave me more confidence and even more relaxed and that just felt a bit weird i don't know yeah okay so for everyone else that's ever playing bensom and you actually want to beat him just intimidate just him try right and psych me out <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Doesn't matter whether you've been out deployed, you're just like, well, I've pretty much got this. Go full Viv on him. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, luck, let him know how important the game is. Luck yeah. is also a big key because, like, in the first game, I thought, all right, let's send Grony into some chaff. I don't reckon he's going to take him off. He's only got five attacks. He doesn't hit that well. And I'd waver these chaff and then sort of hold up a good chunk of an army. That happened a couple mm. of times. But had, like, Grony destroyed that chaff unit then that would have changed things but yeah just being able to hold things up through some lucky waivers all right clash of kings uk is happening soon there are a lot of night stalker armies in attendance 11 11 of the bargains and very few are rocking terrors and if they are just one so good restraint fellas yeah, or maybe they know something that we don't. Uh, They've been listening to us maybe. say that they're overrated. <laughs> <laughs> we'll um we'll take credit if if any of those night stalkers win with only one terror, you know who to mm. thank. Oh. <laughs> well, like, let's let's get into this because uh, I think Clash of Kings UK a hundred and forty eight lists submitted. Huge. They've got people coming from Singapore. They've got people coming from the US to come over. I don't think anyone from Australia, so like, well, obviously they're not going to be the favourite. It's a long trip. But that is that is a massive, massive effort. Uh, I think Steve uh, Hildrew is mm-hmm. looking after everyone there, so I'm um, very, very keen to sort of see how this goes. And I think, Benson, mm-hmm. you're even beaming your voice across uh, for Game 3, was it? Uh, the first game. So, um, first game. Matt Croger from Countercharge. I'll be commentating with him and Mike Rossi being hosted by John Fox. So he looks, looks mm-hmm. like he's hosting every game. Uh, but yes, you can hear my sweet dulcet tones uh, this Saturday on a live stream. I think it's 7pm going by the Australian time. Mm. Oh, excellent. Uh, it's going to be, I'll definitely be dialing in and, and listening through there. Let's have a look at the army breakdowns because it's pretty much just S and A tiers uh, mm-hmm. for most of these. So, uh, Andrew, do you want to run through? All right. Coming in right at the top, 13 ogre armies, which um, surely doesn't surprise too many people that that they're right up the top. Um, Night Stalkers, 2023 version with 11. Then we've got Salamanders, 2023 version of Northern Alliance and Halflings, all with 10 each. Goblins and Dwarves on 9. Undead and Forces of Nature, 7. Basilean, Trident Realms, Abyssal Dwarf, 6. Elves, Abyss, Empire of Dust, Rift Forge Orcs, 5. 4 Ratkin, 3 Order of the Green Lady, Free Dwarves, League of Rordia, Ratkin, Sla- Ratkin Slaves, there's 3 of them, <laughs> 3 Lunatics. Whew. Uh, two Order of the Brother Mark and two Sylvankin. And then one each of Kingdoms of Men, Varanga 2023, Orcs, and the old school Northern Alliance. That's a bit of okay, an odd can, choice. Who is that guy? Yeah. Who is that person? Sorry. Um, are they just unaware that there's a, a better version? <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think so. I think they're... 
They must be. <laughs> you, stick guy, it to you've man. got an upgrade. <laughs> uh, and the other person I'd like to have a chat to is the the old school orcs. Because uh, yeah, much, like, like I mean, you could pretty much just move everything across and get more variety inside your Riftor Jorks. But uh, maybe these two are just like, no, nah, I'm old school. I'm sticking to it until you tell me that uh, I can't do it. Derek, Derek Bartlett, is that you, Mister Northern Alliance? Does, Derek, doesn't look do like we we've got uh, any of the nice <laughs> stuff in there. Well, good luck to you, buddy. <laughs> good luck, yeah. Derek. Imagine if he pulls through and well, wins. Well, <laughs> just so. prove him wrong. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, Northern Alliance were better before. And then they'll uh, give the 2023 yeah. Northern Alliance a, like an, a, a buff in the next Clash of Kings. <laughs> no more buffs. So, <laughs> UK Clash of Kings is generally like, the perfect test of what is great. The the ogres, the night stalkers, the new ones, uh, salamanders, northern alliance. Uh, now halflings are back in there, uh, and you're always going to get goblins, dwarves, and undead uh, dwarves coming back in for some reason. I don't know. Trashy. Because they're People over in Australia no, are just winning with them at the moment, but we'll sort of see how that goes. One surprising one for me was uh, Basilians. Only six. I thought that we might have got a few more there. And the other one that I thought was a little bit surprising was Abyssal Dwarves being so high at six. Probably a bit out of favour. Maybe because, like, they're just old favourites, so they're not chase- meta-chasing or anything, but um, they're just using yeah. old faithful. Same with the Basilians. And only one Varanga? Yeah, that's a, that's surprising, considering the mm. amount of Northern Alliance, mm. and it's a pretty easy shift over to Varanga. Yeah. But that one's piloted by Dan King, so he should do all right. Yeah. So I think there's mm. going to be a bit of a swing here. Uh, so Sylvan King down with two. Elves, I think, got five. I think you said, Andrew. Varanger, obviously, yep. have those knights that have stealthy. But I wonder if everyone just looked at this field and just went, everyone's going to take night stalkers. Mm. It's just not going to be very beneficial for me uh, to be able to take these. So I think... The matchup between Salamanders, which are typically shooty heavy, against Night Stalkers is going to be very, very interesting. And the Ogres having generally uh, a little bit more of a, a strength yeah. over Night Stalkers. Yep. So yeah. mm, it's going to be interesting of who's piloting all of these. Mm. Mm. And just having a quick look at some of the Salamanders list. Yes, there's quite a bit of um, shooting in them. Mm-hmm. The Kilidons or... Uh, infantry or scorch wings yeah like curious to see how that pans out hmm but like yeah. we were saying this means the night stalkers lists that i've been able to take in they're a bit different to what i'm used to there's still a lot of monsters going in there but they're not they don't seem all that not to sound mean hard so tuned yeah, yeah. i would feel comfortable taking on a lot of these lists which is something for goblins but that said well, having gone through the goblin lists <laughs> they're just they're not tuned like you said. yeah well like i mean i'm sure that they've got their own direction and style of play and there's all that matter uh, and whatnot but like yeah, yeah it's it's not the way that i play and that's different and it's wrong <laughs> hmm. do well, we think that that for example halflings are the equal third strongest army in King's War, or do you, or is is that maybe a lot of people who have got the fantastic new Mantic miniatures and finally finished painting them all beautifully? Definitely the latter, and they're taking them yep. to UK's biggest tournament to show yeah. them off. Like maybe option B, yeah. 
definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think Halflings had a very low turnout last year. I think, I think it yeah, because they were being built. <laughs> they weren't ready yeah. yet. Yeah. And now they yeah. are. They're on the production line, on the yeah. paint shelf. So, yeah. one thing that I want to see is all of these beautiful, beautiful painted armies uh, that are coming out from the UK and obviously all yeah. over the world because uh, I reckon there's going to be a few absolute belters. Yeah, it sets aside yep. maybe 30 minutes to an hour to look through those Facebook posts because 148 armies to get through i would hope there'd be a, at least 148 photos of all these beautiful armies uh it'll take some time yeah all right hard questions now who's gonna win it oh he's going to take the prize uh the number one spot well there's a lot of names that i don't recognize i am going with faction loyalty here <laughs> And say Faction loyalty. Rob Berman. Uh, I know it's a bad choice. I, I'm pretty sure the uh, the odds. Is he paying <laughs> you for this. <laughs> well, I've got ten bucks, so if he wins, I should like get maybe 120 back. So this is a pretty good odds. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll get more than that. Probably get a, um, I think we'd have him safely at 100 to one here. Having reviewed all the goblin lists, I like his. It feels much like my own style of list writing. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to control that well, but that's on him. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Andrew? Well, for me, and noting that as of recording, the lists have been out for less than 24 hours and I've had to go to work, unfortunately. So I haven't looked through 148. I've decided that... Through head or heart, I'm not sure which, that a halfling list is going to win this one. Right. Uh, so I've, I've narrowed it down to, to 10 possibilities and a very, sh- very short scroll through. Uh, does see me uh, <laughs> scrolling through Mode Gaddafi, who I, who's coming all the way from Singapore I to represent. So. Yeah. Um, so good luck, mate. Uh, I hope you hope you do this region of the world proud, but I think my vote is going to be for. And apologies if I butcher this name. Piotr No Nowak, no, Piotr Nowak. Yeah, good job. Uh, <laughs> apologies again for for that, but he's got a. A good amount of shooting, a couple of hordes of rifles, and then the obligatory EJ Grenadiers and Aeronauts, mm. a few fast cav units, some of them with guns, and then a couple of Master Captains on winged arrows. Maybe I'm not thinking that... I'm not going to put any money on him winning, but I'll, I'll, he gets my vote. I like it. So I've got, obviously, two. I've got my head and the heart vote here. I didn't know we could do two. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm changing the rules. Changing the rules. That's, that's how I do it here. <laughs> So my head uh, goes Tom Robinson. Like he's very hard to go past. A proven sort of performer at some of these big events. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's sort of where my head is. But that nobody cares. Uh, it's all about the heart. And I that's think true. Daniel Graves. What's he so rocking? He's gone back. He's he's rocking some free dwarves. Okay. Um, and we're, we've sort of never been kind to free dwarves uh, on this channel. Um, but he's he's running in with uh, like a horde of shield breakers, some rangers, uh, two hordes I think of ironclad. He's got some Brock Rider troops there for the chaff. 
He's got more chaff and scoring units in Mastiff hunting packs, all we're throwing Mastiffs. Seems okay. Um, well, I think this sort of matches up quite well against a lot of armies. Mm. Um, throwing Mastiffs doesn't really care about the stealthy, um, so, mm. and it can actually just start chewing up all of those those sort of units. And the, the Brock Riders, their weakness is shooting, and obviously when we have a look at uh, Ogres generally and uh, Night Stalkers themselves... Like they don't really have that much shooting, so they're going to get in um, with all of those attacks. And then add on all of the extra cool stuff, like uh, I think he's got a Greater Earth Elemental, a Packmaster, Berserker Lord, uh, the special two special heroes there. Um, so I reckon he's, he's going to do all right. And then the Selic aspect always comes in. How is he actually using these? Um, and over this year, he's taken out uh, one tournament, I think. Uh, with the free dwarves, mm. and he came second in another, but was undefeated. Okay. Ooh. So that's like mm. out of like six games, he's dropped none, and then right at the very very start of the year, he used them, uh, and did lose two games there. But I'm I'm backing you in, Denny. I'm not sure what the flash is. Denny Flash Graves sounds cool as well. That gets <laughs> an extra one point for me. Oh yeah. Uh, so. All, all of my heart uh, goes out to Danny Flash Graves. <laughs> Take it out, man. Um, shout out to Marche Raziski, I think his name is. <laughs> Great name for his ogre army. I beg, only not Night Stalkers. He's got six hordes. <laughs> six hordes of uh, shooters. Uh, <laughs> six hordes of shooters? <laughs> what? At least he recognises his weakness. <laughs> oh, good job. <laughs> that's still that's... gonna get through though you got six of those just yeah. focus fire Hit, they'll get through on what sixes sixes yeah Ooh. yeah yeah <laughs> good, good luck <laughs> that's that's three hits three hits a two Oof. but we'll be on you either twos. know something we don't or he's not read the meta that well <laughs> <laughs> i think he understands it but he's, he's going hard anyway yeah he painted six. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shoot a horde, so he's taken them. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> yeah. Good on him. <laughs> All right. I think we're done. Yeah. Uh, mm. Nothing else we need to mention. Is there anything upcoming that's locally that uh, we need to plug? Locally, I think Yan's running a smaller tournament, isn't he, Andrew? Like an ambush tournament. An ambush yeah. tournament. Yeah. Smaller, smaller yeah. army size. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to get in there, just... For anyone that does care about Masters, Ambush Tournaments still count towards uh, ranking, ranking points, points yep. I do believe, as long as there's five games or something. Um, and there is still going to be another MikeCon. I think that's going to be September? No, we're in September the, now, so October. Uh, October, <laughs> October 21st, uh, or around there. So uh, we'll be putting something up. And I do believe uh, another... SpringCon? Canberra. Canberra tournament tournaments coming up, I think. But I'll, I'll pop something up. Uh, I'll do up another little infographic about all the tournaments that are popping up all over the country, um, and pop that on our Facebook channel. Hmm. Um, we've also uh, someone reached out. Neil reached out to say that Springfield Gamers are running their annual charity convention. Uh, that's true. And so that's a 1995 Point Cow event run by Adam Story. And when is this? 7th of October, Goodna State School Hall. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll put up the information on that one as well if you haven't already. 
Yep, yeah, we'll pop that one up as well. Yeah, so have a look at that one if you're in the area. Give it a crack. Okay, until then, we'll speak to you soon. Thanks all. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in with my team. Make sure you follow on Facebook and Twitter. Yes, indeed, more than a game. It's a lifestyle, yes, sir. Hope you realize that the math hammer doesn't work. <laughs> we give the people what they desire. Australian war game and podcast, direct misfire. You don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, we got plenty more. If you're ready, let's go. Stay tuned, that's for sure. Hey.